You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Wherever you're listening, right around South Australia, this is The Run Home. Kimbo and The Rooch brought to you by Balfour's, of course. A Balfour's in one hand. And your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. We're live from SNSA's Studio Lumo on, well, Bombshell Friday. Bombshell Friday. And who better to dissect the sacking of a coach than the superstar, the former superstar from the advertiser in 5AA, now SEN Zone, Michelangelo Rucci. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, Rooch. There were whispers early in the week. Then there were rumblings. Then last night around 10 p.m. Bang. See you later, Brett Ratton. Yeah, it's a brutal game, this AFL. And while we're talking about sackings, delistings, moving on, how many shows do you miss before you lose top billing in the naming rights here? Surely Why? by now it should be. Hitzner. Hits and Roach, surely <laughs> Mate, by now. There'd be a riot. There'd be a riot. <laughs> there'd be a riot. Oh, there'd be a riot, I think. Uh, oh, Miles. It is <laughs> Friday. Fill all gaps, sellies for me. Just no, filling a hole. don't set yeah. yourself short. It is Friday. and well, Yes, we'll talk about St Kilda's bombshell in sacking Brett Ratton when he'd only been signed about 100 days earlier to a two-year extension. Does this open the door for Ross Lyon? who actually went out of the door by his own doing to go to Fremantle a few years ago, come back to St Kilda. But the one thing about Friday, as they used to always say in Washington, D.C. that is, Friday afternoon's the best time to take out the trash because the Saturday papers have already been set in place. Late Friday, it's too hard for them to readjust them. Well, Port Adelaide has just slipped out a note. Just as we're going to air, Miles, Marty Frederick delisted. Dylan, Dylan Williams, delisted, but will be picked up in the rookie draft. Jed McEntee gets a one-year contract extension. Trent Dumont gets a one-year contract extension. And it's the interesting one with Marty Frederick, considering the thought, you know, should have been traded on during the trade period if Port weren't going to keep him. Anyway, he'll be a delisted player. I'll be intrigued if he gets a, a run somewhere else next year. Does he go to the West does he join his yeah. brother or does he become a rival to his brother at West Coast? We'll see. There'd be interest in him, for there, sure. Well, there is. There's there big is upside. Yeah. Big upside. Mm. Big upside in Frederick. Good to see uh, one of our, we call him SEN Zone, Trent DeMont getting a one-year extension. Yes. Um, apparently ticked a few boxes there at Port, so good to see him getting another crack. Indeed. Uh, Roach. Now we wait for Adelaide's 
announcement could that be in the next half hour or so, Miles? Oh, just a little Friday afternoon. <laughs> Another one of the take Fridays. Take out the paper around the trash. Yes, it's <laughs> the Fridays. But I... Isn't it? Just a little, oh, St Kilda have gone with something. Hang on, rush it up. <laughs> While dump. everyone's debating, yes, that's right. Well, look, there's going to be a lot of debate about St Kilda. But before we get into that, who have you lined up for today's show? Big lineup today. Big lineup. And uh, look, nothing to do with me. That's uh, Benny Palmer and Lions' his job. You know that. Peter Ryan from The Age is going to join us. We're going to have a chat to him. And I just love watching two journos. I'm just going to sit back and watch you two Junos go head Pete's, to head. Pete's a ripper. If anyone yeah, can tell is. us exactly what the emotions are. And, and look, St Kilda is an interesting footy club because they have had what we would call a long-suffering supporter base. Uh, we've, no premiership for 56 years. Yeah, the only one in 66, to which uh, we'll be hearing Grant Thomas shortly about a couple of notes about St Kilda. One, including, okay, they've dealt with the coach. He's put on the agenda, Miles. He's sitting down, ready for this. He wants mm. St Kilda to raid Port Adelaide and take Jason Cripps, who used to play for the Saints, make them the list, make him the list manager. And the recruiting manager for this new St Kilda would be, if Grant Thomas had the reins, Matt Rendell. Yes. Well, I, look, I did, I did hear a little whisper about this, and I've just tried to work the phones in the last 20 minutes to... to um, but we'll talk about that in a moment. We will. We'll get to that. And Peter, who better to talk us through than Peter Ryan? Um, Antonius Cleveland from the 36ers. We'll have a chat to him. Uh, he's former Dallas Maverick, Illawarra Hawk, now Adelaide 36er, and loves it here. Uh, Gareth Hall is going to join us. Now, it's a big weekend in racing, and I can talk racing on a Friday, Rich. Um, it's Murray Bridge Cup day today, too, um, which is not far away. Uh, Murray Bridge Girl Cup. Yep. But... The big weekend in racing, the Everest and the Caulfield Cup are massive. One of the biggest things happening in sport this weekend. So Gareth Hall, who's got his new program, Giddy Up with Gareth, on SE and track right around the country every single morning, including Saturday mornings. We've got Burat Sundarason. Caught a lot of cricket with Burat. He's a dead set ripper. He's part of SEN's T20 World Cup team. We'll discuss the... Uh, the, a bit of the cricket, what's happening with the T20 World Cup and upcoming, maybe a little bit about David Warner. We have to. And we it, have to ask about David Warner because that's now a big debate. Does he have? Does he have enough time behind him for us? We won't forget, but should we forgive for what happened in South Africa? Can he be put back on the world stage as a captain? One word from you: y- yes or no? No. no. no, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. No, no, Nuh-uh. Won't forget. I, mean, I, I don't forget, and I'm not forgiven forget. either. Yeah, exactly. Yep. No, nah, exactly. I am in the same boat. And then, of course, we've got our Friday forecast and the real estate wrap form again. Um, the, it's, the, the coaches' sackings, I mean, we've finished trade radio here in Melbourne, so the, the officers are like died down for all of about 24 hours, and then you should have seen them running around in here. And he said this, and they've said this, and are oh, they going to go with the press conference? Um, Andrew Bassett, Simon Lethleen, they've all come out. They haven't really said a lot. Do you think, do you think this has got, Ross Lyon's fingerprints all over this from a long way out? Or do you think that Jeff Walsh is the Grim Reaper? Because everywhere he's no, gone... We, we've got to clean that one up. Jeff Walsh came into St Kilda after the review had been put on the table. So David Noble was part of that review. The four-man panel reviewed it. Now, there are a couple of elements here. So Brett Ratton is at the point where he's got St Kilda at eight and three. St Kilda had committed to giving him clarity on where he stood some stage during the season. Now, at 8-3, and three, there's a pretty good feel about St Kilda. 
They were the last team to beat Geelong at Marvel Stadium, yeah, I called there's, it. There's a good point. So they hand Brett Ratton a two-year contract extension. You would have thought at that point, the St Kilda board, the St Kilda football department, who was a leading at that point, says, Brett, at this point, we are prepared to talk to you about a contract, but it's going to go hand-in-hand with a review of the whole football program, and we don't want to commit to you until that's completed. But no, they, they gave him a two-year contract extension 100 days ago. Continue on with the review, which involves David Noble, and now come to the conclusion that he's not the man to coach them. Now... Grant Thomas does make a good point earlier today. If you've made a mistake in, when was it, July, Miles? That would have been 100 days ago. It would have been, yeah, about July. You don't carry it on for two years. You admit you make the mistake and get on with correcting it. I, I, well, I get that point of view. This is what they're saying. That might yeah. be the Jeff Walsh influence. That They said, you've realised you've made a mistake. What you have to do now is he was the one that might have said, you've, you've, you've got to rip the Band-Aid off. Well, even if he does... The fingerprints are more on that four-man committee saying you've got the wrong coach. Now, Brett Ratton leaves, and this probably tells a story. Ultimately, coaches are always going to be accessed by the scoreboard, the win-losses. That, that's the brutal way in which it's done. Whereas what we're seeing now is clubs are becoming a bit more sophisticated and doing this whole review, whole of football department, and then seeing where the coach fits into that program element. But Brett Ratton had 33 wins, 33 losses, 50% record. And when you look at it, he was there as an interim coach, 3-3, three and three, 50%. He gets 10-7 in his first year as the official St Kilda coach, takes them a final, they lose it. And they lost it with a very bad finish. 10-12 in his second season, 10-11 in his second season. That's pretty well what you would define as very average. And we're not, not, certainly not going in one direction. Like, no, it just, just doesn't look like it, no it's, it's stuck there in yeah, no man's land. Exactly yeah. right. Now, you either say it's the coach, it's the program, it's a whole heap of things. Now, Grant Thomas has been very strong about ultimately coaches need players, and you better start looking at St Kilda's recruiting, and that's list management and recruiting. That's why Matt Rendell's name's hot all over again. But Brett Ratton cops it, he cops the bullet. He, he's gone. That's it. That's the second time this has happened to him. You. Can't imagine he's going to get a third chance to coach. So now the big question is, does St Kilda forgive Ross Lyon and bring him back into the fold after his famous exit to go to Well, it's a different place. It's also a different place now too. I mean, a lot of your coteries and your major sponsors are, you know, there's, there's, you know, Lindsay Fox has obviously had his birthday recently and they're saying that, you know, some of that might have come out of that meeting and and he's a big player. Do, Do you want to hear what Grant Thomas had to say about the Saints being ruthless? Absolutely. St Kilda hasn't been in the premiership business for well over a decade and uh, we've just been meandering along in an irrelevant fashion and I I sort of applaud any move or decision that gets us into the premiership business. So that's why the question of who coaches St Kilda next is very, very interesting. They're last in the market after we've seen Alistair Clarkson has been taken by North Melbourne. Brad Scott has his second coming as a coach now at Essendon. Pretty clear that the message that's getting around St Kilda is they need someone who is proven. Here we go again with this proven coaching well, aspect. Well, that who rules can, out a foo that I was going to throw up. Who would you have nominated? Well, well so well, that I mean, it's not about more so what I've nominated, but they're going Robert Harvey, Lenny Hayes, James Hurd, Adam Uze. They're the four that have already been yeah, bandied. Yeah, they're the names, that, clearly. Robert Harvey's an interesting one because it's a homecoming. But he has no track record that 
matches up with what Ross Lyon did. So this is where it's going to get into. Now, the question is, everyone is saying you don't sack a coach in October unless you already know who's coming in. Now, Andrew Bassett, the St Kilda president, and Simon Lethley, the new chief executive, were pretty clear that one decision has been made and the one that's who the next coach is is still a blank sheet of paper. Well, that's silly. Because this smells like it, they've got something in the background already. Let's hear what they had to say today. This has been a um, very tough few weeks, and the decision to part ways with Brett Ratton has been a very painful one for the club and, of course, incredibly disappointing for Brett and his family. At the end of the day, our duty to members in the pursuit of success requires us to make the best decision for the club and for the members and not the individual. As you know, we began a full review of our football program in July. I led this review using external expertise and with the support of a number of board members and our CEO. I want to be very clear, we had no predetermined outcome when we started this review. I will report back to members in the coming days with key components of that review, but in summary, we've made big improvements across all areas of the club, but there is a big gap between where we are now and where we want to be. We don't yet have the winning culture or ruthless commitment to football excellence that we need. The review has already delivered a new GM of football in Jeff Walsh, and it became clear that we needed to have a new senior coach with a new style of leadership and a new voice. I want to address the issue of the contract extension mid-season. We gave Brett assurance at the start of 2022 that would give him clarity mid-year. At the time, the team was winning games and in contention, and we wanted to give Brett all the support he needed to give him the best chance of success and to show that he could be our long-term coach. If we as a club have regrets about that in hindsight, we cannot let those regrets get in the way of making the right decision for the future. I want to say a few things about Brett Routon. He's given his heart and soul to the club and it's been, this has been an incredibly hard decision for us. He's loved and respected, not only by many in St Kilda, but across the industry. He's shown immense care and passion for our staff and players. I want to thank him for everything he and his family have given to this club. It is with a very, very heavy heart that we've made this decision. Brett has handled himself this week in incredibly difficult circumstances with dignity and class, as you would expect from the person that he is. As to what's next, we have a very clear view about what we need and I want the members to know that we'll get the right coach for this club. I know a lot of you have questions, but we are not going to address too much about our next steps today. I will say that we will act quickly and decisively. I hope to give you an update on this issue in coming weeks. Thank you. That's Andrew Bassett's opening statement from the press conference and, well, he's essentially said there, Roach, that too, that they won't be taking or talking about anything else. I mean, it's, it's astounding. I, I, I found that this, no one's heard of this until about a week ago. Mm. And then there was just a rumbling, like, hang on, something's not right. The, the, the talk, though, is that, that with the payout and obviously that they've ripped the Band-Aid off, is that there are clauses in place. They don't have to um, not necessarily pay the whole contract out. There are 
like cooling off periods with contracts. There's also um, things in place in regards to payout clauses if they're paid out or, or something terminates within the first year of that. They've only got to pay out a certain amount of months. So that's, they don't necessarily have to pay in the whole amount and of money. And this is the second time St Kilda's been in the spot where they have had to search for a coach late. They were the only team in the market. The last time it was Alan Richardson who they plucked out of Port Adelaide. And Simon Lethlin sacked as well. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be... It'll be interesting which way they lean on this one. Do they pull on the old heartstrings with Robert Harvey? Do they forgive Ross Lyon and just make the cold call to be with a man who has a proven record? Or do they even go outside those two options? Anyway, we'll have a look at what St Kilda said on that front after we go to the break. Yeah, we'll go to the break. A couple of texts coming in about the recruitment. We will talk to that and also suggestions on uh, the next coach at St Kilda, 0427 0427-154-166. If there's anything you want to discuss at all on this Friday, Miles Fitz and the Michelangelo Rucci on the run home for Kimbo and the Rooch, all thanks to the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It's in stock now. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Woods. Welcome back. The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Miles Fitzner, and Michelangelo Rucci with you. The text machine is lit up. I'll get to a few of these before yes. we play some audio roots. Um, Mark Williams, a few saying Mark Williams would be good to coach. Is it a few uh, or is it the same one who texts us all the time through the Essendon saga saying uh, every day we'd get a Mark Williams text? Mark. I think we've two. I think they're two different ones. Um, hello no, to the no, boys. It's a, hello no, to the boys at the Royal. We yeah, get no, your message. Yeah, it is the same one. Um, here we go. <laughs> no one tried coach. They said as well. Um, Hi, guys. Jeff Walsh is correct about St Kilda being irrelevant. When Essendon appointed Andrew Thorburn, everyone attacked him for his role with the church. When St Kilda appointed Lethland, after being sacked by the AFL for misconduct, no one said a word. What does this tell you about the relevance? Uh, relevance. Relevance. I don't support either club, said Glenn. Um, hi, Kimbo and Roach. I agree with Miles. Either, um, uh, he said St Kilda's incredibly stupid if they sack Ratton without having a replacement lined up. The club said the review was completed a month ago. Why wait that long to put a bullet in Ratton? I agree. I, I, there's something in behind the scenes here that smells. And this is the interesting one, which will lead us into some audio here, Roach. Good afternoon, guys. Do you expect James Gallagher to survive the review from Chris? I do, 100%, because his relationship with Simon Lethland is close, really close. And that That's like, I, I don't expect them to be making any changes there. That would shock me. Would that shock you? No, nothing would shock me in this circumstance, particularly when Grant <laughs> Thomas is making it very clear that the very people who do need to have a fair bit put on them are those who are in charge of the list and recruiting at St Kilda. Now, the interesting name that's emerging, now, there's no basis to this other than people saying, here is a name, could this coach, a current AFL coach, just as Ross Lyon moved out of St Kilda to go to Fremantle, could Luke Beveridge at the Western Bulldogs be tempted to be at St Kilda? See, that's this is what it smells like to me, that that this is the old-fashioned, you know, Ross Lyon, I've got a job before I leave a job sort of stuff. Well, Andrew and then Bassett they'll go whoosh. and Simon Lethleen made it very clear at today's press conference that they do not have their man in place. No, we haven't. We just, I just discussed them. We're not going to talk about the next steps. Um, today's about showing the respect to... 
Brett, which has been a really tough decision for the club. Um, we've made no decisions about our next coach. Um, we'll take the next steps now across the hopefully days and weeks to find the right coach for this club. I don't understand this. Why say we're not going to talk about our next steps if you don't have a next step? So if they're saying we don't have a next step done, why do you need to say we're not going to talk about it? You may as well just say we don't have a next step. You don't need to tell people that you're not going to talk about it. You've just spoken about it by talking about it. There's still a series of questions. That is the biggest crock of absolute nonsense ever. There's still a series of questions that St Kilda do need to answer is exactly how they're going to go about this process of finding their next coach. Which they... oh, I, I'm, I'm in the camp. Mm-hmm. I'm in the camp. I, if I was a betting man, which 100% I am responsibly though always, is I would say, you watch this within 10 days, two weeks, boom. Well, and it, like, there's no way they haven't screened. There is not a chance. They, they've done the review. They've waited this long. They've waited till after the trade period so they can still do... It's right after the trade period. So they look stable and then whoosh. And they, they are... This has been in the background for three weeks, four weeks. They can't... Like in this day and age, they can't, Roots. Can they? Well, I think they could take as long as six weeks. There's no... They're the only club in the market for a coach. And if you look back at where the Alan Richardson one, they took to November... But I don't, I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it in just two weeks unless they become... The interesting one will be Ross Lyon, who's made it very clear in the past that his resume is there for everyone to see and he doesn't want to go through the psych testing and everything that is now part of a detailed process. If you look at Essendon, it took weeks and weeks there because they demanded that people go through the process so they could get to the ultimate decision on Brad Scott minus Kevin Sheedy's vote. I'm not sure they're going to do this in 10 to 14 days, Miles. Do you think... Well, I see what I'm saying is I think they already know. I, I, why go into a press conference and say we're not going to discuss uh, the next steps? Um, by the way, we haven't taken any next step. Like, well, I, I, no I take sense. them on face value that they No, that they, they absolute don't actually lie. have a process No, they lie place. through their teeth to us. They lie Ooh. all the time. Right. Well, Mick Moldhouse right. has done it. You, you name it. They've all done it. They've all gone, no, we haven't spoken to them. Sonia Hood... Like that, they'll tell you one thing in a week later, it's totally different. They don't care. Well, it'll be interesting. They don't get what, in trouble for lying. See what the St Kilda fans will want, particularly with Ross Lyon. Have they forgiven him? Do they believe he is still the man who can deliver the premiership that came very, very close to St Kilda, that drawn grand final with Collingwood, and then the mess they made of the grand final replay? Ross the boss. And he's, he's been their best coach of recent times. Everything that's happened after that is paling in insignificance compared to what he did at St Kilda. He made them more than fashionable. I mean, I know they did play dour defensive footy because that's what Ross is all about, but they were they were an extraordinary side for a long time. As we all remember that famous year where the St Kilda Geelong raced to oh, see which team would be the Greatest AFL game of all time. Well, mm. Anyway, after four... After we go to the news, we'll be joined by Peter Ryan at The Age who will give us the update and exactly what St Kilda is up to. Well, welcome back. This is The Run Home. Kimbo on the Roots brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Miles Fitzner, Michelangelo Rucci with you. And while we're dissecting what seems to be the, the uh, post-trade week, Sort of shock, I suppose, in the sacking of Brett Ratton, and who better to run through that 
and joined by one of the stars from the age, uh, Peter Ryan, joins us on the line. Hello, Peter. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, it's a pretty um, dramatic end to what has been a busy week. So, Pete, just clear up for us. How did this play out? So they signed Brett Ratton to a two-year contract extension and then commit to a review. How, yeah. how many things can you get wrong in this process? Uh, yeah, well, we'll go through the process and you can probably almost get a buzzer going off every time <laughs> you identify something that's gone wrong, probably the easiest. But I think, uh, look, they, they made the commitment to him in, I think it was July, after they were probably won eight of their first 11 and looked on track to the finals um, to extend him out until 2024. The concerning thing that... Um, Andrew Bassett said today was that they had reservations even then, but mm. they wanted to give him the opportunity to prove he could coach and, and give a level of confidence to the players and certainty and so on, which seems extraordinary, even though, and then be prepared to wear the payout if uh, faced with a realisation that they'd got it wrong, rather than waiting until um, the end of the season to make that decision. Wow, well, there's the buzz they, just gone there, Pete. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a huge that's right. fail by St Kilda. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. And then, uh, obviously, the season didn't go as anticipated for St Kilda and they lost eight of their last 11 and reversed their first half of the year, missed out on the finals. And uh, Andrew Bassett decided that he needed to get more involved because his estimation and from what he'd been told by the experts as to what, how they were tracking wasn't um, playing out in time, real time. And uh, instigated that review... Uh, led by himself and by Simon Lethleen, who was the head of the footy department, which is the department being reviewed, um, who was then said to be promoted to CEO, and brought in David Noble, who's obviously a highly regarded administrator that had been recently sacked from North Melbourne, and a board member, Jason Blake, running that review. Um, And they started to find out things uh, weren't as rosy in the footy department as they thought they were. Well, here there goes the buzzer again, Pete, because if the man who constructed this football department in Simon Lethleen becomes the CEO, why is he not answering for these failures? Well, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, you have to wonder how you can be promoted. You can run a football department that gets reviewed and be promoted to CEO as the coach gets sacked. It's not a great reflection on the footy club, I wouldn't have thought, and the decision makers. Um, So then they go through that process, and they're, they're... they're not communicating, uh, Andrew Bassett admits today, to Brett Ratton some of the things that they figure are his shortcomings along the way. Um, they're actually not able to have those hard conversations. They come to the conclusion with the review that they probably need to move on the coach. And now, I've just written a piece for the age. Andrew Bassett went on a cruise um, from New York to Montreal with Lindsay Fox for his 85th oh, birthday. Yes. There are a lot of discussions being had there with uh, football heavyweights around the state of the club and future of the club and so on. So he comes back um, to Melbourne and starts to even speak more widely to St Kilda people about their future. And and one person put it to me today that he didn't envisage uh, Brett Ratton holding up a Premiership Cup um, as Saints coach when he really um, got down to it. This is very very Alan Scott, Mark Williams all over again. (laughs) It's a bit like that. And then, um, look, then uh, they make one appointment out of the football review, which is to appoint Jeff Walsh um, as football manager and David Rath's 
has to um, realise that his expectation that he would be football manager is no longer and that he'll have to work and learn off Jeff. Um, Jeff doesn't start till November the 1st and he's um, he's had no role in the decision to get rid of Brett Ratton. I'm sure he would have been aware of it yesterday. Um, but he's had nothing to do with the review. He's a spin out of the review. And then um, uh, Andrew Bassett and Simon Lethlene make it clear to Brett Ratton on Sunday night or Monday morning um, that his job is in serious jeopardy um, and then spend the next few days um, talking to him and, and almost seeing if he can convince them that he should continue as the coach um, before they make the decision at the board level yesterday or last night um, while he basically waits at the club for that decision um, that they're going to sack him um, and now everyone considers that you don't make that sort of decision that's going to make you look um, so silly, to use Andrew Bassett's words, um, and also be liable to a payout without having yeah. a fairly strong degree of confidence that you can get someone um, who you think is a better version so, so Pete, or a better this coach is, for your footy club. So, Pete, this is the second time it's happened to Brett Ratton, sacked at Carlton, now sacked at St Kilda. Yeah. What is, clearly now there's a knock on Brett Ratton and his coaching. So what yep. is the impression? What is, what's the perception and what is also the reality of his coaching? Oh, I think the impression is that he may be not hard enough on players. And I know that's an easy thing to um, you know, say to people because you need to build a relationship before you can have the strong conversations. And I'm sure Brett does have strong conversations with people, but um, that's the perception that he doesn't necessarily... Um, I don't know if the word inspire or whatever the word is, motivate his players to actually make the adjustments that they need to make to become elite AFL players um, and be able to direct them in the right manner and get a group working all in the same direction. Um, I think that's probably... There's part of that's true and part of it that the guy hasn't had much of an opportunity to... Um, show his wares, particularly with the list that they've had. Now, he'd have a different view on the list than the St Kilda president does, and clearly the list manager does, because James Gallagher was saying on Wednesday that they need to um, improve their list um, to be a serious contender, and they're going to take a long time to do that. And Andrew Bassett, the president, says, we think they're not getting enough out of the list. So there's a disconnect there um, that you know has basically run through the last couple of years at St Kilda. Peter, uh, the one thing that seems funny about this is all this timeline. So end of the trade period, the review was actually completed a while ago. How they've even gone about talking to Brett Ratton when probably most people think that their mind was already made up. Are you? Look, there's whispers all through here in our offices, certainly here in Melbourne, but that that this might have been been coming for a while and they've already got someone in the pipeline. Are you thinking that there's already someone in the background that, that they may be eyeing off? Yeah, well, I mean, everyone in Melbourne thinks that they're eyeing off Ross Lyon, but um, no-one knows for certain. He might come out tomorrow and say, I'm not interested, and Simon Lethleen was quite adamant today that they hadn't spoken to Ross Lyon, neither he or Andrew Bassett, but as I wrote in this piece today, that it doesn't take um, much for you at St Kilda to find out what Ross Lyon's thinking without necessarily directly speaking to him. I mean, that's that's... That's just guesswork on my behalf. And certainly Simon Lefleen and Andrew Bassett, I think, have tried to go about it as uh, respectfully as you possibly can in such making such a brutal decision with Brett Ratton. 
But you wouldn't think you would go to the lengths of removing your coach on, what, October the 14th, mm-hmm. when he's got a two-year deal without a fair level of confidence that you can land someone that you think will improve your football team. You're not exactly. going to go through a process and say, oh, we're just going for the next untried coach. Mm. I mean, that ain't going to happen. Can they so, forgive Ross Lyon for the way it ended last time? I think they can. I think Bassett's a fan. Um, look, it'll be a question for the supporters. Yeah. Um, certainly he'll have, he'll have a lot of um, backing within the uh, St Kilda Footy Club and with the AFL industry, I suppose, or, or at least belief that he can drag them up the ladder. Um, and he's also got Lenny Hayes has come on as an assistant. Mm. I mean, it remains to be seen whether he's the man, but um, certainly Nathan Buckley is not going to go down no, this path. Um, Luke Beveridge is um, contracted and he's looking at extending. He won't be going, Bulldog sources say, and so... You know, it's 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 hard. Don Pike's well and truly um, settled in Sydney, and it's hard to think of many others. Leon Cameron settled in Sydney that would can't fit say, the bill. Can't say Ken Hinckley on this station here in South Australia, though, can we, Pete? Oh, just really, <laughs> just really throw the cat amongst the pigeons. No, no, I think Ken's he's been well there once before. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think no, he's going back either. No, no, he went with Whitey, didn't he? Yeah, Why is that no, that didn't end well at all. Hey, uh, Pete, no, looking no. forward to reading your article uh, in The Age, mate. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and having a chat. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, Pete. Always good to chat. Pleasure. Peter Ryan there from The Age. Looking forward to that article. I'm going to get these breaks on time today, Roots. Well I am. Well done. And I'm going to hold you to it. We're going to go to one. We're going to come back on the other side. We'll discuss it a little bit more. But even if there's something else, you want to talk about the delistings at Port Adelaide, if you want to talk about, I don't know, Murray Bridge Gold Cup coming up, I mean, I might even throw a tip out. Uh, routes while we're on the air. Anything you like, 0427 154 or give us a call. A few people have had some opinions the last two times I've, um, I've filled in. <laughs> More than got, happy to have a crack. As long as they've got opinions. Yeah, just give me a bus. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're going to go to a break. We'll be back after this. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Miles Fitzner with you. More thanks to the Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel in stock now. Jeez, AJ didn't like... Didn't like the gag on a Friday, Roots. Miles, you just lost a heap of respect. Why would you try and be funny and mention Hinkley? You're today's total tool. Oh, <laughs> AJ. Well, oh, well. An opinion. Yeah, just to uh, uh, update everyone who's getting in the car after a busy day at work, big weekend planned. Port Adelaide has made some list decisions. Marty Frederick, cut, delisted. Shall be interesting where he goes as a delisted player. There is some interest in him elsewhere around the competition. They... Certainly appreciate the speed that he can put into a game. Dylan Williams also has been delisted, but promised that he will be put back on the Port Adelaide list as a rookie. That might bring some debate among the Port Adelaide fans as to which way they would have gone with that decision. But you can uh, you can understand where Port Adelaide's got excesses at the moment. And one-year contract extensions to Jed McEntee. That's understandable with Port and their need for small forwards. And Trent Dumont, who's one of the great stories of you know being sacked by North Melbourne, where he was the vice captain, not only gets to Port Adelaide on a one-year deal, now he's got an extension for the second year. So it's a 
There's credit to him. Loose changes. Credit to him. Uh, first of November, Jeff Walsh will call us and kill a press conference with the new coach, Justin Lepich. Someone said, Ooh, did, did Mark McVeigh suddenly resign? Someone asking to fill the pockets. But we've got a caller. We've got John from Port Augusta. Hello, John. St. Kilda. Hello, John. Hello, Miles. Michael Angelo. Hello, fellas. Hey, uh, just on um, St. Kilda, I mean, every club's been there with poor administration, not necessarily running the club well, and goodness knows what. Port Adelaide's been there about a decade and so ago. Collingwood's been there, the great Collingwood. So I broke it there in 1998. Kaledi stepped in and had no coach and all the rest of it. Richmond had saved our skins. You could argue the Crows are there at the moment or have been there for the last little while. Every club's been there. But Secure have won 28 wooden spoons and one premiership. <laughs> they have been... They have won 28 wooden spoons, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I used to watch the old VFL in the late 70s or through the 80s. And they were always 12th, 11th, 12th. They were Footscray. And um, they've been a bark and chase for a long, long time. I'm not trying to kick them out because they've produced some of the greatest players of all time. I mean, they don't come better than Tony Lockett. And probably in Stuart, not the lots more in play, but they reckon he's a great. And these blokes, and Robert Harvey, of course. The bloke that I'd give it to is clearly I'm a Choco fan. I'd give it to Mark Williams. If not Mark Williams, Robert Harvey, because he's a favourite son, but he's been away since 2008. So he's been away for a long, long time. And um, he would band them together. Absolute favourite son. One of the greatest players the club's ever produced. Um, would bind the supporters. Whether they turn him or not, who knows. But, um, yeah, just my thoughts. Your thoughts. Thanks, fellas. Good on you, Johnny. John. Interesting yeah, where it, they go down this path. That clearly, they're going to need someone with pretty thick skin to coach St Kilda after all this. As Robert Harvey had such an apprenticeship across the competition that even he? though he hasn't been a senior coach so far, that they can confidently put him in that chair. Do they go to Ross Lyon, who's been there before? Well, Robert Harvey's just so universally respected. Yep. Isn't he? Like, and you just can't imagine any sort of... He's the one guy that you can't imagine any sort of conflict or anything coming back. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's one of the most clean-cut cats in the comp, isn't he? If it came down to Harvey v. Lyon, oh. how would you vote at a board meeting on that one? I don't know. It, it's got it's something. It's got this sort of half-succession, you know, Lion Hayes under him or Lion Harvey or something like that. It's got all this sort of feel about it, but we'll wait and see. Regardless uh, of who becomes the coach, Miles, there's going to be a fair bit of focus, particularly after St Kilda had what has to be considered one of the poorest trade periods there has been. After the break, we're going to listen to Grant Thomas bring this point, and later after he made this, he, this point on Perth Radio, he put up two names. Two names. One that would unsettle Port Adelaide. One that had unsettled our listeners? No, I think our, well, only, it would only unsettle the listeners who actually wish this man would return to the Adelaide Footy Club. We'll have a listener, Grant Thomas, after the break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back. Fast approaching uh, 4.30. We're live from SNSA Studio Lumo. Hey, Rooch. Yes. They're about to run the Murray Bridge Gold Cup. Um, Give us the winner. I've, I've had two bets here. Well, I've had two bets. I've had a decent bet, Lord Vlad, and I've had a savour agreeable because it's Lord not... Lord Vlad? Um, yeah, Lord Vlad of Ostock, it's called. 
Not named after Andrew Demetrio, is it? Probably not. Lord Vladivostok and then Agreeable, they're the two horses for mine. So I've had a bit of a bet on both of those. You're going to get about 5 30 and 8 bucks. So you can uh, you can split your little wager there and have a little bit of a crack. Roach, um, Grant Thomas mentioned about other aspects of the St Kilda Football Club under the microscope. So the he? former St Kilda coach said this. Well, I would hope that St Kilda's um, taking its microscope from the coaching and once they secure the next coach and putting it on the list manager and recruiting department as well because that needs urgent attention also. Well, that puts a bit of heat on James Gallagher, doesn't it? What? He hasn't been there long, James Gallagher, though. That's he hasn't good. been there very long. It's a nice graphic going about at the moment, which is predates James Gallagher, as you're making the point, of just yeah. how St Kilda has traded and drafted for the past decade. Well, Dan Hanabry was one of the biggest disasters oh, of the AFL absolutely. scene. So we talk about coaches often, and they, they do have, as Brett Ratton has found out, a very tough time when it's about wins and losses. But football programs are very much hinging on list managers at the moment, and we, we've heard... Grant Thomas continue in that conversation that St Kilda needs to regain a former player who's now the list manager at Port Adelaide and has had a very big week in getting Jason or Francis to Alberton. He wants Jason Cripps to manage the list, Matt Randell to be the recruiting chief. Big. What do you think? Do you I, think Matt Ren, do you think Matt Rendell's per, got more per, to give the AFL? I, I'm absolutely certain Matt Rendell has a lot to give to the AFL. Now the question is you're a is, betting man. Uh, um, no, I don't think that phone call is going to happen, sadly. No, but if, if, do you think, I was just going to say, do you think Matt Rendell ends up in an AFL system again at any point? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But we're delighted to have him with us. Oh, yeah. He's given us great insight as to what goes on. But uh, it's interesting that it's more than just the coach now. And Grant Thomas has hit on a pretty good, big point there about looking at the list managers. He certainly has. We're going to go to the news, and then we'll change it up a little bit on the racing. other side of this. Bur- well, they're racing at Murray Bridge, like we said, Lord Vladivostok and Agreeable. No, we go to Burat Sunda Racing first, don't we? No. Yeah. Oh, no, we go to no, Gareth Hall. we're going to racing. Oh, Gareth Hall, so we can talk more racing on the other side this of this. And one I've also got a tip. I've also got a tip for where you can go tomorrow for the Caulfield Cup and Everest Day. I've found a little place that I think everyone can go and slide into, Roach, and okay. it's free, okay. and it's going to be a <laughs> party. Suits. Party. We'll be back after the news. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.